0: Um, I love to be able to come and worship with you this morning, and I love especially that it's in a school. I'm a teacher, so I'm in my element this morning. I'm feeling very comfortable and welcome here. So it's really great to be with you, and I can't wait to share what I've prepared for you. I wonder if we could play a wee game to start off, boys and girls. So we're going to have a wee look at—just hold it for a second. We're going to have a look at a word on the screen. And I want you to tell me what color you see, okay? I don't want you to tell me what word you see. I want you to tell me the color that the text is, all righty? Here we go. Shout it out. Oh, very clever. Okay. I was hoping someone would say red, all right? But you guys are well ahead of me. It looks like one thing, because our our eyes see the word red, but it's actually green. Should we try another one? Shout it out really fast. Here we go. Oh, I heard a few yellows, I love that, that's exactly what I was hoping for, I heard a few yellows, okay, because our eyes see the word yellow, but actually, I'm asking you to look at it a little bit differently, and I want you to say purple. Let's do one more. Very good, we almost got away with no blues there. What a tricky game, our eyes are playing tricks on us. You are seeing one thing, maybe you're seeing the word, but actually I was asking you to look at it a little bit differently and see what color it was written in. This morning we're going to look at someone who had a hard time with people seeing him differently. Okay, can anyone remember which character you looked at last week? He had a really dramatic change. You looked at it last week in junior church, someone who met with Jesus and changed completely. Anybody remember? Yeah? Fantastic. Paul, can we skip all the way forward just to a wee blank screen? That'd be great and help me out. Fantastic. Paul, let's remind ourselves. Last week you were thinking about how what Jesus did changes us. It can change us completely. And Saul changed completely. Who can remind me what Saul was like before he met Jesus? Anybody remember? Do you know? I love that perfect answer. He was really nasty to other people. Good girl. As a young man, Saul was really harsh and really mean and really angry. And he went around the city of Jerusalem where he was a religious leader and he wanted to put all the people who followed Jesus into prison. He wanted to hurt them. Saul didn't believe that Jesus was the savior. He didn't even want to believe that Jesus had risen from the dead. So you are right. He was nasty and he was mean and he was angry. Can you give me your meanest looking face, boys and girls? I wouldn't like to cross you. That's a fabulous mean face. He was so keen to get rid of all the Christians and all the people who believed Jesus that he was traveling to a new place, Damascus, to do just that, to hurt the Christians there when Jesus met him along the way. You heard all about it last week. He met with Jesus, the blinding light, and Jesus spoke to him, and Saul changed like that. Immediately, his life was changed. It was turned around, and now, instead of arresting believers, he became one of them. Saul was going to follow Jesus. What did we call him after that? You told me before. What was Saul's name changed to? Paul. Fantastic. I'm going to try and call him Paul from now on to save the confusion. Paul. I wonder what Paul was like after he met Jesus. Instead of hurting Christians, he wanted to tell other people about Jesus. What a change. For several years, he learned all that he could about Jesus, and he told as many people as he could about Jesus in Damascus. But the trouble was there were some people there who were a bit like the old Saul, and they wanted to hurt him and get rid of him, so he had to leave Damascus and go back to Jerusalem. And that's where we pick up the story today. So let's see our reading. It's taken from Acts chapter 9. Lovely. And it's too small for me to read from there, so I'm going to read from this, if that's okay. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing he was really a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul... On his journey, had seen the Lord, and that the Lord had spoken to him. And high in Damascus, he had preached fearlessly in the name of the Lord. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. Brilliant. Now Paul is back in the city of Jerusalem, and he heard where some of the believers were meeting, and he wanted to go and join them, but there was a problem. The believers were scared of him. They didn't want to have him in their group. They didn't want to have him join them. They were really scared. Give me your scared face. I love it. Scared face. You can't really blame them though. Remember all the horrible things that Saul used to do to the Christians before he met Jesus? It's really hard to change your reputation. They had heard the stories of what Paul had done and they thought it would be impossible for him to have changed that much and that he was now a believer. So even though Paul had changed, even though he had met Jesus and he was a follower, the people in Jerusalem still saw him as the angry, mean, nasty Saul who once wanted to hurt them. Thankfully, someone was standing up for Paul. He was on his side It looked like Paul might have to leave Jerusalem, just like he'd had to leave Damascus, but someone showed up. Did anyone catch his name from the reading? Who was on Paul's side? Do you know? I'm so impressed. Barnabas, good man. Barnabas stood up for Paul when no one else in Jerusalem did. Barnabas believed that Paul really was changed. He was able to see him differently. Barnabas knew he could help. If only he could get everyone else to see Paul the way Jesus saw him. You know, Barnabas' real name was Joseph. Is anyone in here called Joseph? Have we got any Josephs? Oh, no Josephs. Well, I just think that Barnabas is a ridiculous nickname for someone called Joseph. You might get Joe, you might get Joey, but never Barnabas. But he was called Barnabas because that means son of encouragement. And Barnabas was an encourager by name, and an encourager by nature. He took Paul to see Peter and James and some of the other believers, and he told them what happened. He told them how he'd met with Jesus on the road to Damascus. He told them that Jesus had changed him completely. He told them that he'd been preaching all about Jesus ever since. And finally, the people in Jerusalem believed that Paul had really changed. They started to see him the way that they should. Barnabas had seen the change in him. And Paul was accepted by believers in Jerusalem, and that was the start of a big ministry for Paul. He was able to tell so many people about Jesus, and so many people came to Jesus to be his followers after that. The story of Jesus changes how I see others. Let's see our bottom line for today. Can you say it with me? A big, big loud voice after two, one, two. The story of Jesus changes how I see others fantastic. You know, you might think this story is all about Paul, but I think today it is much more about Barnabas. You see, in the Bible, in Acts chapter 11, it tells us that Barnabas was a man of God. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He was strong in faith. And you've been learning your verse from Hebrews 11. Now, I've gone rogue. I'm on a different version, but if we can see it on the screen, faith is being sure of what we hope for. It's being sure of what we do not see. Barnabas' faith meant that he was able to see Saul the way that Jesus saw him. Barnabas' faith in Jesus and on what Jesus can do meant that he was able to see Paul for who he really was. Barnabas' faith in Jesus was able to change the way he saw others. He was able to see Paul the way God saw Paul. Well, today, boys and girls, and everyone else in church, I want to ask you, what about you? I want to ask you if you will be a Barnabas, if you will try to see people the way God sees people. Seeing others the way God sees them isn't always easy, but I think God can help us because, you see, Jesus was the best at this. If there was a medal for seeing people the way God sees people, Jesus would win it. He was so good at it. And when Jesus was on earth, he taught some new ways of thinking. You know, everyone knows we're supposed to love others. We all know that. And when Jesus was on earth, the people believed that, but they thought that just meant your friends and your family and the people you get along with. And Jesus said, well, yes, you do need to love your neighbors, but you also have to love your enemies. He taught that you pray for the people who aren't nice to you, that you pray for the people who are against you. He taught this crazy idea. He showed us how it was done as well. Who remembers the story of Zacchaeus in the Bible? Anybody know that story? Yeah, Zacchaeus was sneaky and mean and he took everybody's money and no one liked him. No one wanted to be Zacchaeus' friend. But Jesus saw people differently. Jesus got to know Zacchaeus. He changed his life around. Everyone else saw Zacchaeus as sneaky and selfish and not a very nice person. But Jesus saw Zacchaeus as a child of God, someone to be loved and accepted. Jesus was able to see others differently. Let's go back to our bottom line. Remember, the story of Jesus changes how we see others. Jesus saw everyone differently. The sick, the hurting, the downright bad. Jesus saw them differently. And Jesus sees us differently too. When Jesus looks at us, he sees us differently. You know, we might not think we're so bad. We hear about people like Zacchaeus or people like Saul in the Bible, and we think we'd never be as bad as that. Maybe you even think that at home. You think, I'm not as bad as my little brother. He's always annoying, Mum. Or you might think, I'm not as bad as that girl in my class. She tells lies. But you know, when God looks at us, he sees all of the wrong things we've done all of the wrong things we've thought and all of the wrong things we've said, and it makes him really sad. But the great news is that that is not all that God sees. God sees us as his children because he made us all. He sees us as someone he wants to be friends with. He sees us as someone he wants to love and accept into his family. And that's why he sent Jesus. Jesus died as a punishment. He died, not for the wrong things that he'd done, but for the wrong things that everybody else had done. And if we believe this and we follow Jesus, this is the best part. When God looks at us, he actually sees Jesus. When we follow Jesus and we believe what he's done, when God looks at us, he doesn't see all the wrong stuff we've done anymore. He sees his perfect son, Jesus. He sees us completely differently. You know, Jesus died for everyone. And if Jesus loves us that much to die for you and for me and for everybody else, then that should change the way that we see other people, just like Barnabas was able to do. We need to remember when we meet other people that Jesus died for them too. Remember, the story of Jesus changes how I see others. Can you say that again? Ready? One, two. The story of Jesus changes how I see others. You know, Jesus was the best example, and Barnabas was able to do it too. Barnabas was able to see Paul the way God saw him. Paul was made by God and loved by God, just like you and me, and even the people we don't really like. When people don't seem the same as us, or maybe they don't seem to like the same things as us, or maybe you think, oh, they're a bit naughty, we try to avoid them or we don't wanna be their friend, or sometimes we might ignore them, and sometimes, unfortunately, we might be nasty towards other people. But remember, God loves us all unconditionally. That means no matter what. Remember, God loves us all. The story of Jesus changes how I see others, even when they're not our friends, even if we don't think we have much in common with them, even if we don't really think that they deserve God's love, it's not up to us. God loves everyone and Jesus died for everyone. And if we start to see people the way Jesus sees them, then that might change how we treat them as well. We can treat people with kindness and love and patience and show them friendship and acceptance. So I wonder today, will you be a Barnabas? Will you see people the way God sees them? The people we meet every day Will you look at them and remember that Jesus loves them and Jesus died for them just like he died for you and me? Let's see others how Jesus sees others because of what he has done for them. Can you shout this out one last time after two? Just so we'll remember. Ready? One, two, the story of Jesus changes how I see others.